תנסי לי. Tonight, tonight. Tell me about her. What does she have to offer the most wonderful child in the world? I'm pretending to be your grandmother right now. Your grandmother, but she likes you. <laughs> She's kind of grunge. She's kind of 90s grunge. Mm, okay. That's a classic trans girl look. With some midriffs and overalls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, a real Olympia chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely looks like Pacific Northwest. That's cute. I'm happy for you. Thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with me right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would never expect anything more. I got you scarves. Oh, you They're got so my scarves. Cute. You got my yeah, scarves. Yeah, you saw them. I showed you one the other day, remember? Yes, yes. Yeah, I like them. They're very cute. I liked how you layered it inside of another scarf. So you had like a yeah. little... Queen of scarves. Yeah, you are the queen of scarves. It's scarves all the way down. A scarving artist. Yes, you are a scarving artist. You're drinking tea. You're looking good, Hava. No, I'm drinking coffee. I'm I'm like really exhausted right now. My BFF and I both got Pokemon Sword and Shield last night in order to play it together. Is that like a gay thing? Like what oh, is that? Yes, it's Pokemon, Michael. It's Pokemon. <laughs> what more explanation does it require? We got Pokemon and we played it for like six hours. <laughs> it was awesome. I actually caught a Pokemon right before I got on this podcast call. Oh. Yeah. Okay, well now we know where your priorities are. Uh, yeah, we do. And I went on my safe socially distanced vacation with my boyf. Mm-hmm. And that was really cute. I feel like we grew even closer. Oh, okay. What'd you guys get up to? Honestly, most of the time we just chilled in the little basement room we were in and snuggled and played video games together. Wow. It was really cute. Your boyfriend is very lucky. How many women... would be like, yeah, I want to hang out in a basement all weekend and play video games. You know, that is, I believe, the stereotype. A gamer girl is hard to find, but I seem to be surrounded. I, like, am only friends with women, and they all play video games, so I think that's just, like, probably, like, a misogyny thing. Is it? Yeah, I don't know. Sorry for being misogynistic, guys. Woo! <laughs> I mean, I think I'm happy to benefit from the stereotype. You know, he appreciates it. That's all that really matters. Yeah, that is true. That's all that really matters. My two classes I'm teaching, my Mishnah class and the Trans Girl Talmud class, uh, they're both filling up. So register now. Actually, you can't register for Trans Girl Talmud anymore. It's full. Yeah, so that's cool and also stressful. I feel like I have so much work to do all the time. I'm trying to balance it all. I've been doing a good job of doing my davening every morning, which I think always makes me feel better. The power of prayer. <laughs> I've already told you this, Michael, but I pray for you every day. Oh my God, you're reminding me of things that make me feel good because yeah. my baseline is shit. <laughs> hopefully it'll sink in after a while yeah hopefully either to you or to Hashem I'm not sure which one it needs to sink into but I just keep putting it out there yeah honestly I'd prefer me just good vibes for Michael yeah so that feels like a pretty good summary of how I am you know just sort of consistently losing track of tasks I need to be doing but somehow miraculously being supported by my friends in the universe and patrons like you yeah Michael Yes. Before I ask you those four little words, did you know that people love it how much we talk about editing things out but don't? <laughs> really? Is that a thing? I've received feedback from multiple people that they think that that's funny. Hey, you know, there's a finite number of jokes and tropes. Right. They can only be combined in certain different ways. That's true. Yep. As like a Rubik's Cube. Mm-hmm. Rubik's Pube. 
Um, anyway, that's definitely getting cut. <laughs> but it's so funny. It doesn't even make sense. Michael, Michaela. Mm-hmm. Hi, how are you? Ooh, you called me Michaela. Ooh. I know. I thought you would like that. I kind of did. What? Yeah, I knew you would, bitch. Play you like a fiddle. Play Ooh. you like a clarinet to be a little more Jewish about it. We play fiddles. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't play shit. You literally are a professional guitarist. I am. Absolute buffoon. I am not a professional. Have you gotten money to play guitar? Don't shake your head at me because I know the truth, bitch. Uh, I was just grifting them the whole time. Oh my gosh. Michael? Yes. You need to accept the reality that you... Just ask me the goddamn question. I already asked you. Oh, you did? And you chose to distract me. Oh, well, let me tell you, you know, I'm doing okay. Doing fine. Yeah. Doing doing good. Doing, uh, I got my little, um, got my little, uh... Lady pills. Got my little lady pills. Baby blues. Yep, I'm taking, I'm taking the lady pills. Nice. Been noticing some changes. How's that feel? Uh, feel good? Mm, it feels... It feels different. Sure, 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 sure. Been uh, mulling on the inevitable learning of the Hebrew of the Talmud that I will be engaging in as a promise to you listeners since we're past 85 patrons and, and whoo. I actually, I just made your Hebrew to match the other day for the class that you're in. Oh, So some okay. lucky person out there is going to have Michael as Hebrew in the future. Thanks, Hava. You don't know who you are yet, but I do. Oh, wow. It's okay. <laughs> real power there. Um, I'm almost out of unemployment. Oh, dear. I know. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. So become a patron of the show. <laughs> or like, give me a job where I don't have to work at all. <laughs> Someone just like let Michael be like a fixture in your home, like human furniture. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's all I have right now. That's it. Okay. We have something to talk about today, I Uh-oh. think, right? A listener question. Oh, okay. I thought I was in trouble for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, I've brought you on the podcast to talk to you about very serious... <laughs> no. No. We have a listener question, don't we? We do. We do. Do you have it available? Will you do a recitation for yeah. us? Let me pull it up. One second. Ta'amod Michael Sokolovsky. He just said some syllables. It's it's like what you say when you get called up to read the Torah. When they call you to read the Torah in shul. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens to me all the time. <laughs> if it's any consolation, it doesn't happen to me either because I don't know Torah trope. It's something I would like to learn, but I just am often so busy that I haven't had time to do it yet. Okay, I got the question for you, Hava. Okay. Okay, here it is. Lay it on us. Next question is how do I start studying Talmud? There's so much and it feels overwhelming to know where to start. That's a really good question, listener, because that's what I'm trying to do. I've had a podcast about Talmud for one year, and you know how much Talmud I read? (laughs) Zero Talmud. You want to know why? It's overwhelming. I don't know where to start. I'm, and there's a lot of trauma. There's a lot of trauma there for me. Maybe you don't have trauma, listener. That's cool. That's cool. If you muzzle don't, tough. if you don't, muzzle tough slash fuck you. Uh, <laughs> no, we love you. Yeah, we do love you, but fuck you. So yeah, this is a great question because it is overwhelming. Because it's not like chapter one, Shabbat. 
<laughs> Chapter two. Yeah. Lulovs and associated green objects. There's there's no like there's no like list of where do you start? It's a self-referential yeah. Rubik's cube of words. Yeah. So what do you do? Yeah. It's a good question. Yeah, I want to start off by talking a little bit about what my journey was like. It may seem like I am like Mrs. Talmud now, but I was not always such. <laughs> I come from a, a Sephardic and Mizrahi family. I wasn't raised with any Judaism at all. I didn't even know I was Jewish until I was a teenager. So I didn't have any of that shit, any of the cultural touchstones, any linguistic touchstones. I had to learn it all as an adult. I guess partially I want to share that to be like encouraging to people and also to say like journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, basically. Even one such as I who has a queer Talmud podcast at one point knew literally nothing. The way that I started to learn Talmud, although when I did this, I didn't even know what learning Talmud was, is I started by learning my Aleph bet. So that was an important step for me to learn to read Hebrew. So even at that point, not necessarily understanding any Hebrew, but just learning to read the characters. I just wanted to pop a few resources on that subject into your orbit, listeners. So one thing, a pen and paper resource, and this is actually what I used. I used this book called Teach Yourself to Read Hebrew by Ethelyn Simon and Joseph Anderson. It's not too expensive. It's like 15 bucks at most places, and it's pretty small. And it has little self-guided lessons to teach yourself how to read Hebrew. And I found it really helpful. I mean, I definitely needed a lot more practice after that, but it got me pretty close to where I needed to be. Also, some other resources that have recently been brought to my attention. There's this website that has been passed around in the queer Talmud community. If you go to Kamienkowski, that's K-A-M-I-O-N-K-O-W-S-K-I dash bet dash. That's the word, right? Dash. It's dash. Dash bet dash midrash dot teachable dot com there's a free guided learn to read hebrew course on that website there's a bunch of other courses that you can pay for but the learn to read hebrew class is free and it's really really great and also cartoonhebrew.com does a really great free course right there that's all really cute and cartoony i have that book uh, teach yourself how to learn hebrew you used it right I uh, I cracked it open a little bit, and I'm going to have to crack it open a little bit more. <laughs> How did you find it? Did it work for you during the time you were using it? Uh, I found it through you. Oh, right. Yeah, it can be kind of overwhelming, right, that you have to learn to read a whole new language to even get started studying Talmud. But I really recommend it. And once you have that skill, it's going to come in handy in so many ways in Jewish life. So let's say you know how to read Hebrew already. You know the order of the Aleph Bet. What next? What's the next step in the yeah. process? So this is actually, this is a great time to get this question. Because of the pandemic, there's sort of been a flowering of online Talmud options that make it a lot easier. One thing you could do is you could go to Svara's drop-in Mishnah Collective. So Svara, that's S-V-A-R-A. They're a super famous, big queer Talmud organization. That's where I started learning Talmud as well. And right now they have this daily drop-in Mishnah class that's super accessible, has great captioning. I think it even has some ASL support. You can participate in it with no prior Hebrew experience. So it's a very guided 
communal learning experience. So I highly recommend that for a beginner. And it happens every day. So it's easy to find a day where you can attend it. If you're wanting to go more the route of you want to learn how to break down the texts by yourself, or you want to learn those next skills after you already know how to read Hebrew, I taught a class called Finding Your Root, which is about how to use Hebrew dictionaries to find and translate words in Talmud and rabbinic texts. So you can actually find the recording of that class at jewishlive.org slash shelmaala, that's S-H-E-L dash M-A-A-L-A. So the recording is there of that class and you can watch it. And if you email us or patron message us, um, I can send you all the handouts for it. I went to that class and it was really good. I already knew kind of how to read Hebrew and that was very helpful to learn more about prefixes and suffixes. Yeah, it's a lot. I recommend that. So you can go and take that class and I'll send you the handouts if you want. And if you're going more that route rather than going to a sort of beginning class, you can start out on your own. I think the next thing you would want to do is find a chevruta, which can be a really hard part of the process, but I think it's so much more approachable to sort of pick something to study when you have someone that you're studying with. So you want to find a study partner. Yeah, which can be a challenge. I think going to that Mishnah collective that I mentioned is a good way to do that because they break you into small groups throughout the class. So you kind of get exposed to different people in the queer Talmud community, which I think can really help meet people to study with. Yeah, I'm in that process too. I need to find myself a Havruta. Although I do yeah. have a secret Havruta for this class that you, that you know who they are. <laughs> Nobody knows about it except me. With all that being said, I just want to affirm like, yeah, it is hard and overwhelming. You know, my first time studying Talmud was when I went to Sfara's queer Talmud camp and I had like this great transformative experience studying Talmud with everyone. And then I went home and I was like, I have no idea how to reproduce this experience, you know? Like, I learned how to study Talmud in that context, but I didn't know how to study Talmud on my own. And it took me a long time. I have now, I think, a really strong network of people who I study with regularly, but it took me a really long time to get there. So I just want to affirm that you're not wrong for thinking that it's overwhelming. And I also want to let you know that even if you're not studying Talmud, like you can still be a good Jew if that's what you want. I know I love Talmud and listening to this podcast, it might feel like Talmud is like the only thing that matters in Judaism, but there's ways to be a good Jew above and beyond text study. So I hope you don't feel deficient if you find it challenging because you're still great. I think you're still great. I think that's a really good point, Hava. Very good point. I have definitely fallen into into the trap of (laughs) becoming actually quite proficient at things Mm -hmm. and thinking that I wanted to be proficient at them for one reason, but then, you know, becoming more Mm self-aware and realizing, you know, I need to actually love myself. I really (laughs) didn't need to become a professional guitar player. The first step, learning to study Talmud, love yourself. Yes, love yourself. And if it's any encouragement to you, listener, I will be learning Talmud over the course of this coming year, live on air. I will be reporting my results, my conclusions, (laughs) my findings. Yeah, Michael, what are you going to do next? What's your next step along your Talmud journey as you learn how to study? I am actually very happy that you announced uh, the finding your root thing, because that's what I'm going to review. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, I want that root stuff. Give me the roots. Yeah. 
It's there. It's out there. I think I'm going to take like an arbitrary sentence and just kind of translate it. I was going to suggest this to our listener. If you're looking for something to do on your own right now, something I can highly recommend is just go back and learn one of the sugyas that we discussed on this podcast. You know, if there's an episode that you particularly liked or didn't like, go back and find that episode. We usually mention the page number. If you want help, if you picked out an episode and you're like, where is this on the page? Just let me know. Send me an email or send me a patron message and I'll help you find the exact part that we're talking about. Then you can study it on your own and come up with your own interpretation and then send me another listener question to tell me how wrong mine was. Two books that are often very important to have in your life. One of them is the Practical Practical Talmud Dictionary by Rabbi Yitzhak Frank, which runs about $30 for a hard copy. Yeah, it's really helpful. If you can't get it right now, then I don't think you'll be completely hamstrung, but it's definitely something one would want to think about getting in the future. The other one is the Jastro Dictionary of the Talmud Bavli and Yerushalmi. That one, luckily, there is a scanned version online. If you just Google Jastro Dictionary, you'll find the scanned version. Also, if you're using safaria.org to study your text, which is this amazing website full of all kinds of Jewish text for free, you can actually just use their sidebar. And when you highlight texts at the bottom, there's a little dictionaries tab that you can use and it will look up those words in all kinds of different dictionaries. So Safari is an incredibly powerful tool. There's a lot of stuff out there to support this process. I don't want to sound like an old fogey when I say this, but we've come a long way in terms of what's available to help people start learning Talmud. So we just spewed a lot of different resources at you, which it's true. will probably overwhelm you. But I think just pick a few that seem to be appropriate to the level that you're at and run with them. You don't have to swallow all of it in one go. Yeah, take it step by step. Step by step. Step by step. Let's close it out. Okay, a little bit of a shorty today, but it's packed full of information. I hope you enjoy it. If there's anything you have questions about or if you just want to talk to us, uh, give us a call, leave us a voicemail, or send us a text on the Talmud hotline at 401-484-1619, or ask us a question anonymously on our website at chaihowareyou.com. Also, please, please, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash chavadecordova. We really appreciate it. Moving into February, we're going to start creating those extra patron episodes, and I don't think you're going to want to miss them. If you know of any great Talmud resources that I missed, let me know. We got a really nice anonymous message oh, through yeah. the website. Yeah. Someone sent us an incredibly sweet message about how our podcast has supported them during this time. So if this is you, if you're listening right now, it touched both of our hearts. It did. Truly. I don't know how to make my voice sound sincere because uh, I'm Jewish, but I really mean it. It really meant a lot for us to receive that message. So yeah. thank you to you, anonymous, beautiful angel. Okay, pumpkins. Okay. We're so stoked to talk to you this week, and we hope to talk to you again soon. Yeah, Shavua Tov. Shavua Tov, babes. Bye. Bye.